0: This is Chat and Spin Radio. Keep it locked on chatandspinradio.com.
1: Yeah, it's great to speak to you. And how is it? How, are you in London today? How is it in London? Uh, well, it's uh,
0: it's uh, blue sky, nice and sunny, uh, but uh, a bit chilly. And uh, I've been out for my, uh, my short, one time out of the house, little walk.
1: Okay, uh, yeah. So,
0: uh, so now I'm confined to barracks for the rest of the day.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, so I must—it's—it's it's kind of um, reached all of us with such a massive blow this coronavirus. But I guess if you are a travel editor, as you are, it must be uh, even more of a kind of shock to the system. How how did you first notice of it, Mark?
0: Well, um, yeah, no, it has been—it has been a shock, and um, it's quite difficult for us in the paper to get. The right balance, really, between um, obviously yeah. not not encouraging people to to travel, but at the same time trying to sort of help the travel industry uh, a little bit, and 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 trying to inspire people to plan trips. But when we when we come through all of this, um, so getting the, the sort of getting that balance right has been a, a challenge, and um, and of course there's a lot of information that we want to give readers about. If they've, if they've booked a holiday and how they can get their money back or a voucher or uh, postpone it for another time. So there's a lot of um,
1: controversial elements to it as well, swishing around. Yeah, absolutely. It looks really good, though. I must say the way um, the newspaper has been covering it because you have like a wide range of features on travelling from everywhere. Do you reckon in the future, Mark, it's going to have the kind of impact where more people are staying in the UK for travelling or what's your thoughts on that?
0: Well, that's the uh, that's a million dollar question um, I think that um, once the restrictions are lifted I think that uh, people will, will be reluctant to travel um, overseas I think still there'll be a fear about aeroplanes uh, today there's reports anyway that fares will Rise considerably
1: because
0: yeah. um, uh, airplanes are not going to be able to put as many people on them as they have done in the past, because they're going to have to try and have to keep some form of social distancing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I think I think the, the bigger reason is I think people are just going to want to get out into the into the British countryside. Um, I think that still there could be a, you know a good market for the the British seaside. Later mm-hmm. on, if people are allowed to travel in, in July and, and August and September. And I think there'll be also uh, quite a lot of pressure on people to support the British tourist industry, if you like, uh, yeah. first before, um, before actually going overseas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess in your work as travel editor, you, you must travel a lot, maybe, I don't know, like two or three times a month. Um, you've gone... Probably to most countries around the world. Did you notice any kind of upcoming signs of coronavirus when you were travelling away, Mark?
0: Well, actually, I don't. I'd love to think that I travel as much as that, but um, um, it's um, a lot of time is spent commissioning other people and trying to sort out our, our pages and everything else. But um, but I did I was travelling quite a lot um, earlier in the year. And, yeah. Um, and to be perfectly honest. Um, I really didn't notice uh, what I didn't. Obviously, I wasn't in, in, in China or that part of the world, um, but um, I didn't notice uh, really anything brewing at all. And then, um, and even I think, like a lot of people, when one started to hear about what was going on in, in China, I think even then one thought, well, it's not going to become a a huge issue. Um, it'll sort of blow over. Um, and then, of course, it, it didn't. And, um, and I think that um, you know, I was probably slow in, in uh, recognising the severity of, of the coronavirus outbreak. Mm-hmm. And I think you could argue that um, our government was, was slow
1: too. Yeah, absolutely. But now, what kind of precautions do you have to take when you go out in London? Do you wear a mask and stuff or not as, as kind of curious? Well,
0: I, 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 I don't wear a mask. Um, but um, um, as you know, there is now suggestion that um, that everybody will have to wear a mask. Um, or at least they are possibly might be advising it. They are reviewing their policy. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't actually wear a mask and um I have um on occasions I've worn um gloves and um and I think that if I were to go and fill the car up with petrol or possibly go to a big supermarket, which I've tried to avoid, but if I were to do that I might wear um some plastic gloves. Yeah. Gloves. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But apart from that, um um you Know what one is just really on in our street, uh, people are very much obeying the um, the, the new rules and um, and going out as little as possible.
1: Yeah, very good. And Mark, what have you got any tips for surviving the lockdown? What would you
0: recommend to people? Uh, I, th- I, I think it's an interesting question, Tessa, because I think that um, it does require a certain amount of discipline, and uh, for the first week. Um, I was a little bit all over the place and uh, didn't quite know yeah. um, not, not a reason how to coping but um, I felt out of sorts and, um, and then as it progressed I kind of realised right well um, I've got to get up in the morning at a certain time go for a run or you know, take some exercise sure. get into a routine um, and, um, and, and uh, try not to open the first bottle of wine before 6 o'clock in the evening
1: Oh, that's very good. That's that's very late. I'm sure that's a lot later than most people. So you're doing well. <laughs> and um, and what would you say for like um, reading? Do you have any favourite um travel books or books as such you'd recommend for reading through this lockdown time?
0: Well, yeah, it's, that's another. Um, it's, it's interesting that um, as to what one turns to you know, to to read um. At that, at this time, and um, it's, that's been helpful in that one the various books that one maybe has put aside, and uh, but now is a chance to um, to to pick them up again. I've I've uh, I'm currently actually reading um, Jonathan Coe's book on uh, Middle Middle England or Middle Britain. I forget what it's called. Okay, um, which which is very much set around the time of the. Um, um, referendum on the eu and it's a kind of snapshot of some of the sort of tensions and and everything that was that was prevalent at, at, at that time yeah um, so it's not not a particularly escapist book but um nevertheless uh i've i've been enjoying that as a, as a sort of as a piece of fiction and i've also they've been reading actually because um a few weeks ago when they showed the um kind of talk about the um Profumo scandal and I've actually been reading David Profumo's um, sort of memoir of his family David is the son of John Profumo okay. um, and um, and uh, and that was really fascinating to get a perspective on um, on that whole court case and, and everything yeah. from somebody mm. who was at least emotionally uh, closely involved
1: and the Cliveden House is quite quite um, heavily featured in that, isn't it? That hotel, Cliveden House. Uh,
0: it, oh yes, well, you, well you're the hotel expert. That's <laughs> yeah. It, so, um, yeah. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Okay. And any other favourite um, travel books? More, um, Mark, you have.
0: Well, um, you know, it's funny. Um, I'm I'm not a great. Reader of travel books per se. I mean, books about travel. Although, um, you know, I I I, I love Paddy Fermers' um, books, and um, and actually um, call me old-fashioned, but I I, I was enjoyed Bill Bryson's books.
1: Oh, that, brilliant! You know, yes, um, he's very Nature, good. Yeah,
0: Notes from Small Island was a, an absolute classic and a kind of feel-good um, book. But um, mm. what I do like to do is when I. Travel. I, I, I love to kind of read a book that uh, that was maybe set in that country, or indeed a book oh, okay. by somebody who, who wrote it while they while they were while they were there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, for example, um, when I was in, um, in in Cuba, I I, I reread um, Hemingway's oh, Old Man and the Sea* um, because he he wrote a lot of it while he was there, and. Um, and I always think that helps you to sort of get into the sort of mindset of a country.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, and Hemingway's such an amazing writer. Yeah. Any other any other places that you you've done that?
0: Um, well, um, I I really enjoyed. Um, I had the opportunity to go to um, to Mystique. Um, uh, oh, did Toronto, you? Wow! Yeah. And um, um, which um, I thought was absolutely fascinating, and so that. Gave me the chance to to read about um, uh, Lord Glencona, um, who bought the island in 1954, as you probably know, and then kind of established it to in the way that it is today. And it's, mm. this, this is a fascinating book by Nicholas Courtney about it's called Lord of the Isle, and it's very much about Glencona and about life on the island um, in its heyday when Princess Margaret, you know, was was had a house there. And, okay. Um, And again, while there, it really sort of brings the place um, alive. And uh, so, um, yeah, so I I kind of very much enjoy um, biographies or or whatever when when they're about somebody who's spent time in a particular country.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. It really sets the scene. And Mark, would you say from this whole pandemic that there's going to be any kind of positives for the travel industry?
0: Well, I was talking to people yesterday, and um, they're convinced that uh, people will will travel less but travel better, and that um, that people will uh, really plan sort of major epic trips.
1: Uh, yeah, sounds and, good. Uh,
0: and, and really use this time,
1: like a grand with, tour,
0: make, make up for lost time in a way. Yeah, and um, so, and I think that. I think I get the impression that the sort of city breaks or breaks in bustling cities. That might be something, um, that might be difficult for a, for a bit. I think people are going to want um, adventure. I think they're going to want wildlife. Uh, I think they're going to want to be in, in, in beautiful countryside. Mm-hmm. And I think those are all areas where I think um, we will, will prove particularly popular. In the coming months,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, that—that sounds—that's—that sound, that sound, probably that will most likely be the case. And last question, Mark, is what I? What's the first thing you're going to do when the quarantine is over?
0: Um, I'm going to try and go to Scotland. And, um, <laughs> okay, I've got a, a, little, a little, a little, tiny little cottage in the borders there, and um, the grass will be getting, getting very long. And yeah, getting, getting panned. Um, but I love it there, and I love, the, I love the countryside there, I love the people. I always feel uh, forgiven for my sins whenever I'm there. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so I think that's where I will go um, immediately, as soon as I can.
1: Yeah, by any way you can. Well, excellent. Well, I look forward to seeing more from all your um, trips. And uh, are you writing any more books as well, Mark, or...?
0: I'm 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 not actually writing a book at the moment, no. Um, But um,
1: you have written a few.
0: I should be doing so, shouldn't I? And uh, this would be a great opportunity to get on with it.
1: Yeah, it's hard though because it just it is it's easy to say that, but it seems kind of harder to focus on things at this time. But yeah,
0: that's true.
1: Yeah. But thanks so much, Mark. Brilliant to talk to you. And um, yeah, hopefully see you on the other side of all this. And uh, wish you all the best. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you very much for that. Take care. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say.